This is Marketing Today from Melbourne, Australia, your number one podcast for news and commentary on some of today's top marketing stories. Now, here's your host, Peter Wagstaff. Hi, this is episode 86 for Friday the 20th of February 2009. Thanks for joining us. Wags here. Today, we're going to be talking with Julian Cole about some of his recent activities in the social media space and how he's been able to hijack a competition, uh, taking the lead from someone else who successfully did that. But before we talk to Julian, let's have a look at what's news in marketing this week. Okay, this week we saw a big announcement on Tuesday uh, from Optus, Optus Telecommunications, about them beginning to sell the Google Android phone here in Australia. This is the Optus G1 Google phone. Uh, interesting device, um, head-to-head competitor with the Apple iPhone. Um, now, Optus, big fanfare about this product. It's been available since last year in many other countries overseas. But um, their thunder was stolen because within a few hours of their announcement, Over in Europe, Vodafone announced that they were about to start selling the G2, second-generation Google Android phone. So it's completely um, stolen the um, um, message from Optus, and I suspect that Optus will not be particularly successful in in their efforts marketing this old-generation phone now. Already it's obsolete, customers knowing that the second-generation phone is available elsewhere in the world. Bad timing, Optus. Also in the news this week, there was a report released um, a few days ago, um, and this came out of three mobile telecommunications, and they conducted a survey that showed that 55% of um, employees in Australia say that their bosses ban them from accessing social networking websites such as Facebook and MySpace, much higher percentage than other countries. For example, only 20% in the UK, 12% in France, and 11% in Spain are banned from using these sites. Um, now, obviously, three have got an interest in this because they've just launched their own handset here in Australia, which does allow access to these sites, so employees will be able to still access them when they're at work. But uh, interestingly, uh, Laurel Papworth, who's a bit of a social media personality here in Australia, had something to say about this, uh, and she spoke um, at a press conference on behalf of three. So here's what Laurel had to say. Three's Inc. phone poll shows Aussie bosses are among the toughest in the world on letting workers log on to sites like Facebook. The companies are banning social networking for the wrong reasons, because they're confusing the social in social network with party. The reality is these sites are used in many different ways to motivate ourselves, develop work relationships, generate new ideas and gain new business. While 55% of Aussies are banned from using social networks on the job, demand is growing for ways to access them on demand. And for bosses, fighting isn't an option because where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. Absolutely. I'm sure that um, uh, people are already finding ways around their employers' ways of banning Facebook. And speaking of Facebook, uh, interesting backflip from uh, Mark Zuckerberg this week, the uh, founder of Facebook. Uh, It snuck out the news that they'd recently changed their terms of use, which gave them a lot more control over individuals' content that they put up onto Facebook. 
Um, but wonderful to see the power of customers. There was a huge backlash from customers. A Facebook group was started and the media jumped on um, on maybe how inappropriate or unethical the new terms of use were. Customers screamed. So Facebook did a backflip and they've announced they reverted to the old terms of use until they've consulted with their customers a lot further. So wonderful to see that a group of customers can be incredibly powerful. And while we're on Facebook, remember last week I spoke about the Sam Boy is Back Facebook competition. Uh, Kimberly Evans, who started that Facebook group, well, it was announced this week that she won that competition. $10,000 plus a bit extra has uh, found its way or is on its way to the Red Cross for the bushfire appeal. Well done, Kimberly. What's interesting, though, is our very own Julian Cole, who we speak to regularly, um, he has looked at what Kimberley did, and he's jumped into another Sandboy competition. They've got another one running at the moment where they will award $5,000 to the person who can create a video on YouTube um, which talks about the flavour hit from Sandboy, Sandboy Chips, um, and get the most hits on that video. So Julian has... I guess used his knowledge and abilities to to jump into the lead in that competition. Uh, now there's a bit of controversy over that. Some of the genuine entrants um, that were entering to raise money for themselves are screaming, saying it's not fair that Julian should be allowed to do this on the back of the emotion around the bushfire. Because once again, Julian will be donating the the five thousand dollars to to the Red Cross. Interesting there, but we'll be talking to Julian in a moment uh, in our our feature interview this week, so stay tuned for that. In other marketing news, um, interesting viral campaign launched this week from the city of Port Phillip here in Melbourne. Uh, It's a local council that's responsible for some of the inner southern suburbs, such as St Kilda, South Melbourne, Albert Park. Uh, It's a YouTube campaign, a number of viral videos, and they have begun to go viral, Probably not quite as many views as I expected, only in the sort of five to 10,000 at this stage. And basically, the message they're trying to get out is um, all about socially acceptable behaviour. Um, the couple of videos that I've seen, one of them is you wouldn't piss in your living room, and the other one is you wouldn't spew in your living room. And basically, they're trying to make people aware of the fact that um, really they don't want people doing those things in the alleyways and laneways of, of the city of Port Phillip. Interesting campaign. Uh, looks like it's going to be shown at a, um, a local film festival as well. And finally, in news this week, a pricing issue. Um, the Reserve Bank of Australia, from the 3rd of March, so just over a week away from now, is going to ban interchange fees with um, automatic teller machines. In other words, the bank that you hold your account with will not be able to or not be, not be permitted to charge you Um, for using another bank's ATM. However, the ATM owners will have the right to charge you. What's going to be really interesting here is that that will then create a lot of competition in the ATM market. So it's going to be fascinating to see whether that actually will drive prices down as uh, as apparently the Reserve Bank intends this move um, to, to drive that. Will the competition drive prices down? Only time will tell. I suspect not going on um, past history of of the banks ripping us off. So that's marketing news for this week. Stay tuned because we're about to have a chat now with Julian Cole. And we have Julian Cole with us. How's things, Jules? 
Good, good. Well, I actually am on the couch, but it's not the couch in your um, office, Wags. No, well, you're on uh, the old Skypey call, and I've uh, got you on video there. Unfortunately, our, our listeners can't uh, can't see the the video, but you're laying back on the couch, looking very relaxed on this on this uh, lovely I Thursday am night. Very relaxed. Yeah. I uh, went for a run today. Hence the reason why I'm now relaxing on the couch. I actually can't move my legs are that sore, so not really relaxing. More in pain. <laughs> now you've um, you've had an interesting, uh, and I've just been talking in our, our weekly news about uh, Samboy and how uh, how the Samboy Facebook um, campaign finished up. Um, interesting outcome, and uh, you've actually jumped on the back of that. And um, can you tell us a, a little bit about, I guess, your side of the story of, of what happened with your uh, YouTube video? Well, I first off got an invitation and saw that Kimberly Evans set up the Facebook group and I was kind of inspired by that and kind of the effects. I had um, some mates who were actually directly affected by the fire. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wanted to do something more. I'd already donated and I saw kind of my my networks, I guess, that I have of getting information out there. Um, I thought this was a good opportunity for me to win this YouTube competition and give an extra five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So I um, decided to um, enter a video, which was pretty much have flavour hits, and I said I think the flavour hits in terms of the Australian bushfire and how compassionate people have been. And I released that video on uh, Wednesday, the eighteenth. Yep. And when I released it, I have got a friend community channel who's Natalie Tran, who's the most subscribed in Australia. Yep. And I told her about it, and she was uh, she was nice enough to put it on her um, homepage. Um, and over the last day, um, day and a half, I've had 50,000 hits to the side, uh, to the video. Um, that's including, um, I also did a bit of Twittering about it and also my Facebook, put my status there and I had a friend who also um, helped kind of with the Facebook status. Yeah, I, I noticed the uh, the Twittering and a lot of people were retweeting uh, as you as you requested, which, uh, yeah, so it really, really took off there. But um, amazing to get 50,000 hits in uh, in 24 hours is uh, is quite incredible. In fact, I think when I last looked, you were number three um, in terms of the most viewed videos in the last 24 hours. Yeah, that's right. That's a good... The most viewed, and the... And uh, yeah, the numbers are just phenomenal. Like the honour boards, I, I just look at that honour board and go, oh, my God. <laughs> it's the number one most viewed clip in the world for non-activism, uh, non-for-profit videos. <laughs> so just, yeah, it's mind-blowing. That is mind-blowing. But uh, there has been some interesting discussion on uh, on the YouTube discussion forum, though, um, in particular from the... Uh, some of the other entrants into this competition, uh, some of them quite immature by the looks of things in terms of what they're saying, um, but you've really got some nose out of joint here, Jules, by effectively hijacking this competition and blowing everyone else out of the water. I mean, do you feel a little bit guilty about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've got to, you know, you've got to remind yourself that this is not for my personal gain. I'm donating this money, this $5,000 to the Red Cross and the Bushfire Appeal. Mm. Um, which I 
you know, I've tossed up in my head and I think it's, uh, you know, a worthy, worthy campaign and um, worthy of the money. That's, and that's always a, a good way to sort of weigh up the ethical issues. I mean, the, the benefit far outweighs the, the negative uh, on the handful of people that have, have put some time and effort in. You're certainly benefiting a lot more people. Uh, so um, balance of, of ethics, I think it's a, a worthy thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I just hope that there's some other way that we can reward the other people. And that, you, you did say, I'm going to just call you out on one thing, you did say that you're not uh, benefiting from this at all. Um, let me put it to you that there's probably a little bit of benefit you're gaining here, and that is a bit of notoriety in terms of being able to um, create something that goes viral. Um, that's that's certainly a, a feather in your cap. Definitely. Mm. So, yeah. but, but I guess that's not financial gain. It's, it's more of a, a skill that you've developed over the, the time you've been working in this industry. So, uh, yeah, good on you. And I, yeah, I guess I'm just learning a lot of lessons as well um, from these whole experiences, you know, being able to understand how something goes viral. You know, this is a question we've brought up on the show before. Yeah. And to now actually do something which, you know, a lot of people would suggest would go, would be classed as viral, Um I don't know if we'd really class it as far looking at the number, but um, the fact is I'm learning a lot about how how the mechan- mechanisms behind YouTube work. Yeah. And I guess here we've really, show- we've really seen the power of a select few people being community channel and a few others who can really draw a massive crowd. And that's, you know, her, my video was just playing on her homepage, not even a video she had suggested everyone watch. Just on her homepage, which is mm. yeah, amazing that it can okay. get that many views. I've got to ask: Does Nat from Community Channel is, is she monetizing this popularity? Um, she certainly has got the potential to do that if she wanted to. No, I think she's she's um, she's looking. She's selling t-shirts, but that's 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 about it at the moment. Um, and there, ha- she's getting them designed for people who ask for them through the YouTube channel yep. and she's specifically like mailing them. She's really trying to look after her audience and you've got to give her credit because she gets approached by so many companies and I think she she really understands her audience well and she won't jump at the first kind of offer of money. She, she makes sure that it's right and now she's gone and tried to do her, herself a, a personal personal and uh, deal, I guess, and move away from brands and just go direct to the consumer. Yeah, and that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of other video bloggers out there or vloggers that have, um, have I guess, prostituted themselves, and we've seen that recently with the um, the Lie to Me um, promos where, where we've had, had video bloggers basically getting paid cash for comment. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were. Uh, there were a number of the um, kind of did this and it was in America it kind of started off it was Fox News in America and then I, um, I blogged about it last week and then it was also blogged about uh, it was also published in uh, the Sydney Morning Herald um, about this uh, I guess you know what it's a, it's a hard one Peter because I really do feel that um, bloggers these bloggers these video bloggers have a right to now monetize their channel and 
have a commercial incentive. Mm. I think it's no different from a musician, you know, selling their music on a commercial. Um, I just think we need need some way where we can give disclosure of what what's actually occurring, um, and I I don't think that has to be blatantly in people's faces like on the video or in the description I think I'm trying to grapple with this myself at the moment but I think it could be something on their profile page saying um, I I do take part in sponsorship branding and that and then there could be a hyperlink saying what they've done in the past. I guess it's um, no, no different to um, reporters in the mainstream press, particularly business um, or fin- finance reporters that um, really have to disclose um, their own shares they hold and so on um, if they're reporting on a company. It's, it's really no different. Yeah, I, I see it a little... To, to me, it's a little bit different because this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say it's closer to an entertainment genre musician or something with finance obviously you know people are going to get hurt this is their money this is their livelihood at stake where someone who's you know the the bloggers that were involved with lightning it was all entertaining content it's not a serious message Mm. you get me it's like a tv actor if he did it you know and i think there's a we've got to draw a line there's a difference between that and actually there being a massive implication of you know, it's not like it's Renee Rifkin here on the channel. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah. Um, now, while we're on disclosure and uh, mainstream media, you have had an interesting um, issue over the last week with um, with the mainstream press and your blog. Can you tell us what happened there? Yeah, um, the story. My story, actually, the story we're talking about. Actually, I, I covered that on my blog a week ago, and um, then. Yesterday, it was actually picked up the same story and run in the Sydney Morning Herald by um, a guy called Asher Moses, and um, he's yeah he he claims to have rung me on my phone. I I, haven't, I need to check through my messages and stuff, but um, he said it was inspired by that. But there's no um, actual link to my blog or any accreditation back there. Um, mm. I would expect we're going to see more and more of this uh, as as the blogosphere is now becoming, um, I guess, more people recognise it's the news is now breaking uh, through Twitter and so on and through blogs. Yeah, hmm. definitely, definitely. I guess it's a great, you know, a great credit if I'm bringing news to um to the forefront. You know, I, I don't think, you know, starting out two years ago, I'd be breaking stories that would be broken in the Sydney Morning Herald a week later, like. You know, I never see myself as that, and you, you've, I guess you've seen the progression I've kind of gone through in my grammar and everything like that is not the best, and I'd be kind of one of the furthest things away from a journalist. Um, yes. <laughs> but, but that's that's happening, you know, um, mm. which is, you know, it's good. I guess I'm just used to the blogosphere where, you know, hyperlinking and crediting, giving credit where credit's due, um, is the protocol, and I guess that's just we're coming from two different angles here, from traditional journalism where um, that doesn't always occur. Mm. But I think they'll learn, and I'm sure that um, you blogging about uh, about this experience and other people um, in in social media talking about it, the journalists will very quickly learn what is appropriate and what's not. So let's hope that um, 
Asher Moses and the others um, start to really give credit where credit's due. Yeah, sure. Mm. Great. Oh, well, look, um, I've really appreciated having this chat, Jules. Um, it's good to catch up. How's uh, how's the population going? It's going great, Guns. Uh, oh, Pete, yeah, it's... Um, I don't know about this recession. We're not we're not feeling it. I guess we've just hit that kind of period where a lot of people have heard of us and we're getting work out there. So Good. it's really exciting, and it just seems to be growing and growing. So um, wonderful. It's, it's fun times, and it's good to kind of be up here. I'm really enjoying Sydney, and it's kind of thriving place. Yeah. of action and activity happening. Yeah, it seems to be a fairly uh, fairly um, busy social media group happening up there, so uh, you, you seem to fit in really well. We're certainly missing you back here in Melbourne, though, Jules. Yeah, well, there's, there's a community growing there as well. You've got your social media breakfast in Melbourne. That's right, Have every Friday been, morning, yeah. Mm. You've been along yet, Wags? I haven't had a chance to yet, and uh, unfortunately tomorrow I won't either. But, um, next week I'm going to try and make it. Yeah, it sounds it sounds great. My sister even goes down to them, so ah, Bryony Cole. Good. She's she's getting into social media as well. So, you know, we might be starting up that old business. My parents had a business called Colon Co. Oh, might so be reviving it, hey? Might be reviving Colon Co. I was saying we'll, we'll use all the old early nineties, uh, late nineteen eighties uh, branding and stuff they've got. They've got all the letterheads and stuff. We can all use them. They'll probably be in fashion by the time we uh, set up a business together. A little bit retro, hey? Yeah, do do the old uh, Sandboy is back. Cole is back. Yeah, Cole is back. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Good. Well, look, thank you so much, Jules. Really appreciate uh, your time tonight. You're looking looking pretty tired there, so um, you go and um, catch a bit of shut eye, huh? Hey, it's always good to be on Wagsy, and I uh, enjoy listening. <laughs> Thanks, Jules. Cheers. Gotcha. Now, before we go this week, I'd like to just quickly um, mention some feedback we've received from a listener this week. Thank you so much to uh, Michael, who sent us a um, an email. Um, he was listening, he's been a, a long-time listener, and he was listening to a recent podcast, I think, where we were talking to Zach about examples of organisations that integrate social media into their marketing campaigns very effectively. And uh, Michael sent us through details of an organisation that he believes, and he's not—he has declared and fully disclosed that he's not uh, uh, has no connection to this company. The company is called Simple Shoes. It's a US-based company. You can check them out online at simpleshoes.com. And I've just had a look at that site, and yes, they've got a blog there. They encourage interaction with uh, with their customers. They embed videos from YouTube and so on. Uh, really nice use of, of social media embedded in, in what could otherwise be seen as a mainstream website. So thank you so much for that feedback, Michael, a great example. And um, Zach, I'm sure you're listening to this. Check out simpleshoes.com as a, an interesting little example of, of a mainstream organization using social media. Well, that's it for this week. To take us out, here's a music track from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. You can check that out online at music.podshow.com. This is from a New York band called 46 Bliss, and their music is featured in um, programs such as Veronica Mars and CSI. This track, The Way You Are. See you next week.
place, put yourself, put yourself in my 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 place, can join our conversation by calling plus 61 3 or by emailing podcast at monashmarketing.com. This podcast is protected under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike License. You are welcome to share and remix this podcast for non-commercial purposes.